Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. All right, and welcome to Sunday Gravy. Today is Monday, October 9th, coming to you in review for, or sorry, today is Monday, October 10th. Yeah, Coming to you in review for Sunday, October 9th. Um, I'm Blake, joined by Pastor Joey Hill. Hello, hello. And Mr. Matt Ragsdale. Hello. Worship pastor, student pastor here at High Point Community Church. And uh, and we just want to thank you you guys for listening. Today is kind of a, a crazy day for us because we have... Um, Beginning this afternoon, our annual associational meeting with the North Jefferson Baptist Association. Yeah. So we're excited about that, been getting ready for that, and have, uh, you know, reached out for a lot of help with that from uh, people within our church. So thank you to all of you who are coming to help and serve food and things yeah. of that nature this afternoon or this evening. It's supposed to be 32 churches coming today. So yeah, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, for those of you who don't know, we were part of the North Jefferson Baptist Association, and annually they hold an annual meeting where they cover, you know, various uh, topics, reports for things that have come up over the course of the year, and then also kind of look forward to years ahead and just an opportunity to worship together too. Is yeah, yeah, they have about it starts at three, ends at eight. They've got about three worship services scheduled in there. So yeah, so uh, how was you guys' week? It was good. It was good. Um, you know, I think I told you guys, I mentioned last time my wife is on this uh, festival kick. Like, each weekend she wants to try something new. Every weekend? Every weekend. Like, look out Warrior Day. Here we come Saturday. Really? Like, yes. Have you been? Uh, I've never been to Warrior Day. <laughs> I don't like that look on your face. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, wrong sound effect. That's all right. <laughs> I don't have a Warrior Day sound effect. That would be very specific. Um, I mean, we've participated in a lot. I mean, I know about the Christmas parade in Warrior, but I do not know about Warrior Day itself. Yeah. They used to have a Warrior Day parade as well. I don't know if they still okay. do or not. So, um, By the way, is, isn't it the Warrior Parade where you saw two guys on lawnmowers in the back of a truck? that literally said nothing like it was just two guys on a lawnmower in the back of the truck. Well, not two guys. It was, well, <laughs> they were promoting their lawn service. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> the, uh, the warrior Christmas parade is a fun time. And warrior day is a fun time. Um, if you have absolutely nothing else going on it, no, I'm kidding. It's a, uh, <laughs> there's some good vendors there. Yeah. That's the first warrior day is the first place I ever tasted y'all sweet tea. You ever had y'all sweet tea? Oh yeah. I haven't had it. They have they serve it in big mason jars or yes. whatever. Yeah. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the Warrior Christmas Parade. One year I was in it, and my wife has she owns and operates a dance studio in Warrior, and so we 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 participate in most all things Warrior. Mm-hmm. And they have anyway, so they'll have floats in the Christmas Parade every year, and I'm usually involved either driving a truck or you know doing something, yeah, with a trailer or whatever. So there. We were we pulled into the staging area where everybody's getting ready, and these guys are out there promoting their lawn service. They got a lawnmower in the back of a pickup truck, and it's like an old S ten pickup truck, and and they are actively spray painting their truck <laughs> with one color, and the other guys coming behind him, like. Giving the truck a paint job. Let's go before the parade. Let's go. Let's go. And the other guy is coming behind him Say with it a, with cry lawn with <laughs> a different color paint painting the name of their lawn service on the side of the truck. That's right. And then when they get when they get ready to to they, go, they in were the parade, really prepared for this. Yeah, yes. when they get ready to take because they've been out cutting yards all day. Oh, well, this is true. So they when they get ready to go line up in the parade, they both put on a Santa hat. Yeah, and that was the only thing that's that said Christmas, but they both put on a Santa hat and one of them, and it's like 20 degrees outside and they're both wearing tank tops. Let's go. <laughs> so Let's go. one, 
one gets on the lawnmower and sits on the lawnmower with the Santa hat in the back of the S10, and the other one's driving the S10. And then on the other side, I'm not kidding, okay? They hang a weed eater out the window and put a Santa hat on him. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I anyway. love it. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. So well, y'all are going to check out Warrior Day. We are, and I mean, like, honestly, we would have been this past Saturday – uh, we would have been at the barbecue festival, but I'll be honest with Where's you. Where's that? I forget. It's somewhere. It, it would have been a drive, but l- look, here's the deal. I live in Alabama. There's barbecue everywhere. Yeah. I have it every Friday night before the football game. Right. I'm, I don't want to go taste other people's barbecue, you know? Yeah. So what I did was I set up a, I, I did the old, Hey, let's go to, let's go to college and see, see the daughter. Mm-hmm. Cause they've got a foot, you know, they had a football game going on there at the university. I was like, Hey, we'll see if we can't get the boys down on the field, meet the players, all that stuff. So what was going to be a barbecue festival turned into a football. I got uh, you. Football fun day, basically. Yeah. And it was fun. It, we, we had a blast. Are you going fi- to end up at the Rattlesnake Rodeo in Op, Alabama? This is, this is coming. <laughs> this is coming. She's already done the research, man. It's every single weekend, if possible. You know, there's a uh, – was it Andalusia has an armadillo festival, I think. Please do not tell her about I, that. I'm going to load you up a festival. Dude, have you uh, – Hey, you, Memphis in May. Yeah. In – uh, that's the big barbecue. If you want barbecue, Memphis yeah. and May, that's where you need to go. No. Have you ever done like the Greek festival? Yeah, we looked at that. This like that was also this past weekend, I think, or I've maybe been. the weekend before. But it's so expensive to go. It's extremely expensive. Yeah, like, and we don't. I mean, we like Greek food, but I mean, you know, Warrior Day is a good time. I mean, the good the good thing about it is so close. Yeah, because I mean, you're over there, and then you know. Yeah. Don't don't wait around too late. Because there'll be some vendors that by lunchtime they're packed up and gone. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You need to go and you need to go like get up, eat breakfast, and go, or get breakfast there. Okay, one of the two. Like right. don't don't wait around. Huh. Yeah, if you do, you'll you'll miss a lot of it. Okay, uh, do me a favor. Don't tell my wife about the armadillo <laughs> festival because you you know the armadillo story. We have the armadillo Christmas oh, yeah. ornament. I mean, it's it's a big deal. If she knew there was an armadillo festival, it's over. Andalusia is a long way to it. Is it a is a long way. <laughs> we don't want to drive there, and we don't want to play them in football. So that's I think what it, I'm saying. Is it Andalusia? I'm trying to think. I may have got my towns mixed up. Anyway, but they have like a uh, Miss Armadillo Festival or like a like a beauty pageant. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all a I prestigious think, thing. All okay. I can think of is the Friends episode at Christmas where they're all out of Santa outfits, and so he has to dress up as the armadillo. Oh, my. oh yeah, <laughs> he's like it's the holiday armadillo. I yes. remember that. Well, hey, enough of us, man. Yeah, he he's had the some, most interesting. You had the best. Oh weekend. my gosh, okay. the best week mm, and weekend. Week, yeah. <sighs> Tell us about it. <laughs> Tell us about it, Matthew. All right, so. um Last Wednesday, the 5th, was our third wedding anniversary, and so we did something different. We haven't done an anniversary trip since we've been married at all. Mm-hmm. And so um, we tried the uh, beach. We were kind of skeptical at first. You're skeptical of the beach? At, well, <laughs> it's so weird, you know, with it being October, is it going to be cooler or is it going to be warmer? Oh, no. It's great time all to I'm go. G- all I'm going to say is I, we, we've made it up. Our minds were never going to the beach in July again. The only thing that you'll run into, because we've had our uh, marriage retreat at the beach a couple of times yeah. in November or yeah. February. Yeah. We did once in November, once in February, and it is great. Yeah. The only thing that you'll run into is you will find places that are closed, yeah. that are not, that, that will, that you'll find places that you can't go to, right. like go out to eat and stuff. They'll yeah. either close really early or they won't open at all. Because mm-hmm. there's some, there's some, uh, restaurants and other businesses down there that make a living four months out of the year. Right. Right. And that's it. And yeah, the and rest the, of the time. And the wind is pretty rough too. Though it is yeah. very windy yeah. this time of year. And in November. It wasn't that bad. So, yeah. Yeah. It was like perfect weather, like mid eighties during the day. Didn't even get under the umbrella on the beach. Like yeah. it was perfect. Well, I guess you, you guys were going early enough to where you could still swim and stuff. Yeah. We swam. Yeah. Now it's, it's cold. Yeah. The water's cold, but we did. We got in the water a couple of times. Uh, and then at night, it's like in the 60s, and it's perfect weather. Yeah. Okay, so, that's so. great. Tell us what we really asked about. Exactly. <laughs> Let's so, get to the point. Um, 
So my wife, from basically before we ever got married, has been begging for a dog. And I mean begging. And it basically, honestly, it actually started out on our on the way back from our honeymoon. Um, in the airport, we started seeing dogs, and she would point them out. Like every dog we passed, like, ooh, you see that dog? Ooh, you see that dog? And so that has just snowballed since then. Like every dog we see, and we even, it's, Kind of, most people would probably think this is like mean, but we actually, for the past three years, have been sending each other, and I would send her more than she would send me, like dog videos we find <laughs> on Instagram and stuff like that. You would send her dog videos? Yes. That's cool. Because you like rubbing her face in it that she can't not have necessarily. one? It's Sounds just like that it. she's obsessed with dogs. <laughs> and so, um, and I think we've talked about this before. Anything that's got a tail and wags, she's like obsessed with it. So, um, I found out about this breeder in Chelsea that's about an hour, hour away from here. And, uh, she breeds miniature golden doodles. Um, so one of the, there's been two big things that have held us back from really getting a dog. One, I have really bad allergy problems. And so cats and most dogs will make my allergies go crazy Two, Cherish doesn't like to deal with shedding like dog shedding mm-hmm. um, because we've so you dog- just got to find a hypoallergenic breed. So, and that we did. And so uh, on Thursday, I surprised her. We actually came back on Thursday and we got back earlier than I thought. So I messaged the lady and we, we ended up going to surprise cherish with a little nine week old miniature golden doodle puppy. I'm more of a teacup golden doodle guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's just horrible, man. Oh, but now here's the deal. You got to tell the story about how you lied to her and the whole nine yards, man. Yeah. Um, because then so, you tell her you were, yeah, what, how did buying you, a gun or something <laughs> like that? Yeah. Okay. Cause I didn't ever ask that. How, yeah. did, how did you get off the interstate basically? Okay. So that, so obviously like we're very, me and Cherish both are a lot in a lot of ways set in our ways. So if we do, if we're doing anything outside of the norm, we're going to be like, What's what are, up? We, what's what up? are we doing? Something gives. Yeah. So the only way that I could get her in the car and drive all the way down 280 on a Thursday at 4 or 5 o'clock was to lie to her. <laughs> so I told her I had bought a gun. Said every husband. Yeah. So I told her <laughs> I had bought a gun and I needed to go pick it up from this guy in that he lives in Chelsea. And uh, so anyways. She Did was, she believe you? Oh, 100% she believed me. And I and I told her, and she was like, what? And I was like, I took you to the beach. Can I not buy a gun like that? <laughs> oh, my God. And so she's obviously, she's my like. My anniversary present to myself. <laughs> yeah. So, but she believed it because that? that's, I've, so anyways, she believed it. And so she starts asking questions like, what kind of gun? I'm like, you'll see when we get there. Like, she was like, how, is, how expensive was it? And I was like, define expensive. You know what I mean? Like, just like dodging, wow. dodging the answers. And so anyways, we get there. And if you're friends with me on Facebook or Instagram, you can see the video. Um, I walk around the side of the house. We went to this, um, to the house to pick them up. And the lady comes out and she knew it was a surprise too. So she was like, how do you want to surprise her? And I was like, well, she's in the car. Like, how do you think we should do it? And she was like, how about I just walk out the front door? And I was like, all right. So I come walking back around and, um, and I pull the passenger door side, side door open. And I'm like, Hey, I got a surprise for you. We're not here to get a gun. And then about that time she gets out of the car and she looks up and out come out of the front door comes this lady with the nine week old puppy. And she about lost her mind. Oh yeah. And she's still in shock. Like literally she's still in shock. She can't believe that there's a, puppy running around in our house so so what'd y'all name so, it <laughs> uh, hold on hold on before you move on all right before you move on so she you she comes out of the house with the dog and the video is online by the way yes it is and so if you want to see her reaction live you can go to your facebook my correct? facebook or my instagram it's on there as well at ragsdale yep and and um, then yeah and then like, let's go ahead. Let's tell everybody what the name is. All right. And so it took us a while. Well, I I wasn't going to. So I actually thought the original name, of course, the breeder, like they theme each litter and they give each litter their own little names. And she mm-hmm. had named him Mayo, um, which I kind of liked. But 
I also don't want to be like, hey, Cherish, can you get the mayo out of the fridge? And, you know, the dog come running one day. So, And the lady was like, please change his name. That's just, you know, whatever. So we went back and forth like all weekend long. We were leaning towards something like a really like dog name like Max or something like that. <laughs> I'll be sure to let him know. <laughs> just just something like very like typical dog name. Yeah. Um, and then she, one one day she was like, what about? Frodo. And I was like, I she like it. She came up with that. She came up with it. And so the dog's name is officially Frodo. This is But I suggested it. Yes. And yes. she had actually um brought up that name right before, maybe like several minutes before we saw your comment on Facebook suggesting that. So How about that. How about that? How about that? So, we're so yeah. back in the Lord of the Rings circle. That's right. Again, so. That's right. And now, of course, we've got people telling us, oh, now you need another one, and you can name it Sam. Sam. So, Sam Wise. Let's get this one up. Almost uh, suggested Sam because of the color. Hair, hair color, yeah, of the dog. Here, so, if you have an actual human. Even though I'm not certain name, what that hair color boy, is. You might can name him Sam. Yeah. I just couldn't name my son Sam, which my dog, my, I mean, my wife wanted me to Name him, and my daughters wanted him to be named Sam, Sam Hill. But we know a Sam Hill. That's that was before yep. that Sam Hill came around, though. Mm. So I wasn't just I just yep. couldn't do it. So yeah, but it would not, be it, weird if there were two Sam Hills. This is true. That's and of true. course, I just couldn't get past the old saying, you know, what in the Sam Hill, right? <laughs> and so I couldn't get past it. And so my wife calls Rick and Bubba and puts it out there, and Rick and Bubba does a whole poll one day and ever of course everybody really yeah everybody's gonna say yeah name your kid sam they all voted to name him sam but i was like yeah but that's because you ain't you don't have to raise him you yeah know? yeah so i will say his dad i graduated high school with him and he's been he has been saying as long as i can remember since he was like a ninth grader in high school one day i'm gonna have a son i'm gonna name him sam and I was shocked when he had his first son and didn't name him Sam. Mm. Yeah. Because he was so set on it. So I know yeah. anyway, he probably had to convince his wife of that. I don't know. Or maybe I don't maybe know. not. I mean, it works. It yeah. works for Sam Hill. It's him. It's him. It's yeah. him all day long. But not well, for me. I, I didn't I didn't have Frodo, interesting Frodo. as weekend as y'all did. So I didn't uh I didn't go to any festivals or college football games or anything like that. I watched some college football mm. almost had a heart, heart attack. attack. Yeah. yeah. I did a, I did a uh, uh, Friday night. We we did at the at Corners home game. We we got to do some CO two fog action. That was fun. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. J- Jason Day and myself. We worked on that last Friday, just seeing if we could do it in theory. See I thought it was awesome. It, I, I mean, it was it was cool. It was cool. It was fun. Something I mean, for do. the first time, I guarantee you, nobody on the other side thought. This must have been their first time. Like, like, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure everybody went, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so I, I I haven't told y'all, but I worked on something. I don't know if it's stupid or not. I'm sure Matt will tell me that's dumb, but here we go. Let's try this. Oh, is it not going to work? Oh, here we go. I didn't do the cue. All right, hold on. Let's try it again. It, it was supposed to be coming through the thing. Yeah, I had, I had my audio set to come through the uh, the board. Let's try it again. So we have music. Now. Yeah, we have we have a uh, uh, we have a theme a theme for it. No, it's set up to go through there. Technical difficulties. What live on the spot? Good grief! Sounded and good. It, it, it's it's literally set Say up to what? go. It's literally set up to go through there. We'll we'll try it again. See if it works. One more time. If it doesn't, no, nope, it's still not working. Nope. Anyway, mm. now that's disappointing. Piece of junk. That's very disappointing. Sounded very Latin from over here. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Is it plugged in here? Yeah, it's All pl- right. everything's well, plugged in. Anyway, oh way. We'll we'll do it next time. Okay. But that was my say wah say wah intro music. Okay. So. Uh, I didn't have a chance to get up here and test it before today, but here, so here is our Sewa, uh article for today. A shipment of baby wipes 
turns out to be $11.8 million worth of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was funny. So if you think about it, this was genius, though. Okay. Because if you open a pack of baby wipes, what, I mean. You have to throw them away. Well, first off, you can't open them. You can't open them because they're down in there. Yeah. Yeah. And so this was, I know y'all can't see the picture, but this was like the little uh, packages of baby wipes. It's not in a hard container, but it's in a soft soft container. Yeah. Yeah, It's like the refills that you would do, and you just peel back the thing. Right. And so they can't open them, and they packed them in there, and in the picture they show where the outside layer all the way around the pallets is all actual baby wipes. Huh. So if they just reach and grab one off the stack, they're going to get baby wipes. Gotcha. But then all the inside ones, they've removed the baby wipes and stuffed the containers full of packs of cocaine. Wow. And then sealed so, them back up. I mean, that sounds... That's one of the more... Uh, the that sounds pretty flawless. Intuitive. That had to have been an inside job what to was catch in, them. Yeah, what was intriguing to me was the fact that they got caught. Yeah. So, and it, it doesn't really say... Uh, it just says that they were doing, uh, they did a, an initial inspection and then there w- there was an, an officer, a Border Patrol officer that felt like they should do a second inspection. And this, by the way, was from August 30th of this year. So so was it coming to America? Coming into the States. And there was a, there was a, there was a, uh, another Border Patrol yeah. officer that thought that they should do a secondary inspection. And when they did the secondary inspection, they found... From Mexico? I'm sure. Totaling... Once they removed everyone that was an actual, you know, that was confirmed to be cocaine, it totaled 1,532 pounds of cocaine. What? Is that not crazy? If you've ever watched, like, Border Patrol videos or whatever, they they get some pretty creative people coming through there trying to smuggle drugs. Well, see, that that would be a red flag for me is do we have, if it's like, let's say this is coming from Mexico. I don't know if it says in the story or not, but do we have a lot of baby products coming from Actually, Mexico? you know what? I wonder if this is recent. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. I Maybe wonder, it's like, they're like <laughs> we don't normally get this many baby wives from Mexico. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. Is there, is, there a, is there a big sale, warehouse sale going on there? Hey, I, don't tell me yet, but I bet this is recent because... I just told you it was recent. Oh. Well. <laughs> I said it was August 30th. So. Were you not here? My point here? is, remember there was like a baby formula shortage. Right. And. There were baby wipes. Well, I know, but. And wipes were. Wait, what? Okay, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, you went in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking diapers. I was off my game with the audio. You're off your game with the talking and thinking and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but. My point was, my point was that there were supposedly there was no shortages of any kind of stuff like that in Mexico, and so Mexico was shipping a bunch of stuff back into the U.S. Oh, okay, so yeah, I don't know, but um, it really wow. doesn't give a lot of details other than what it, you know street value it was estimated street value of eleven point eight million dollars. Yeah. That's crazy. I wonder if inflation has hit that kind of stuff. But if you if you've ever watched like those, and I'm sure y'all have, I, I I've only dabbled in them. But the border patrol shows and stuff like that, where yeah, they catch. Yeah. But some of the stories and some of the ways that they catch people smuggling things in and out is insane. Yeah, yeah. Like a guy that's a veteran, been doing it for many years. There's no telling the stories. Either. Oh yeah, like There's what no. they've seen. Like you wouldn't yeah. believe. Like they'll cut this open and put this yeah. in there and then fix it back like it yeah because know. i've had i've had conversations with like illegals that have been here you know mm-hmm. and to hear their stories how they got here and what what they did and and i mean just the guys coming over their story you can only imagine border patrol is yeah, yeah. just it's crazy well we should probably get to uh the point of this podcast being our our message review from uh yesterday here we did this started the second part of our against all odds series yeah for the month of october uh and this month as we mentioned last week we're the blank the word that we're putting in the blank the god of me is the god of the persecuted mm-hmm. and i like this one yesterday um i do I, did I y'all do, really yeah, I do have something for the at the end 
Okay. But um, me too. You were teaching about, or it said uh, to teach you about. I like how you started it. So to teach to teach you about the persecution outside the church, we have to start with teaching about persecution in the Inside. church. Yeah, yeah. And um, we pull with the the verses for yesterday were First uh, Peter chapter three verses eight and nine, mm-hmm. then verses thirteen through fifteen, and then verses seventeen through eighteen. Right. Um. And. The point number one, which you spent the bulk of the time on, was verse eight needs verse nine in order to be a reality. Right. Well, when you read verse eight, yeah, um, like, do you have that pulled up? Yeah, because this is just one I think you have to read. Um, but this is this is Peter talking to the church, basically telling us, okay, this is how you should be. As the body of Christ. So go ahead and read that. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. That's verse 8. Yeah. So so though, so I kind of went through each one of those kind of saying what they meant and everything. But, you know, when you read verse 8, it almost seems like it's, um, you know, sounds that's good for preaching but not living kind of stuff. Like it's, you know, being of like mind and harmony and humble and all this stuff and loving one another, feeling each other's pain, mm-hmm. you know, and being an actual family as the body of Christ. I mean, that, that seems so far fetched because what's the big, you know, joke about churches, you know, we just, we right. literally can't get along with each other. Right. And so, so that's kind of why we have point number one is verse eight, a possibility. Absolutely. If verse nine takes place. And uh, and that was kind of that was kind of the point. So what's verse nine? Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. Yeah. So so basically the the challenge there is is you know first of all that the understanding that you're going to be insulted by mm-hmm. others in the church. You're going to be hurt. You're going to be disgruntled, or you're going to even have evil done against you yeah. from other people within the church. The question is, what are you going to do about it? Right. Like, how, how do you respond to that? And Peter says, you do not repay evil for evil, and you do not repay insult for insult, but instead you bless them. Yeah. And you need to do this because then you will receive a blessing for doing that. Yeah. And so so we kind of walked through that, like what does that look like with some hypotheticals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty interesting. I've had, I had people come up afterwards that were like, I know that was hypothetical, but sounds pretty close to things that have, yeah. <laughs> that have actually yeah. happened. And I, yeah. I like the, um, you know, just kind of poking at or prodding the bear there with the the church kind of being a facade, you know, oh, and yeah. you, you use the illustrations of like Times Square and how mm-hmm. the building at Times Square is so much going on on the outside with the LED screens and all the right. advertising and stuff like that, but it's an empty building on the inside. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, basically saying, you know, does does the church have a lot going on on the face and nothing significant happening on the inside? Right. That, yeah. I think that was exactly what you said, actually. Yeah. There's a does lot the, of smoke, but no fire. Does the billboard yeah. match the inside, essentially? That's it. That's it. Um, anyway, and then as you kind of begin to unpack that, like you said, verse 9, what has to be true in order for verse 8 to be a reality, The, um, you know, what is the opposite of hurting someone, blessing them? Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, illustration of a situation with two families in the church. Yeah. They, they, I'm just kind of reading through my notes right, here. Right, 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 right. And that, and that's the thing. I mean, like we have to get to the point to where, you know, we 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 cannot put the message to the world that we we love our God and we love others. You know, mm-hmm. when we can't even get along inside the church, we can't love each other inside the church. And so, you know, I think I, I think I said towards the end of the message, but it related back to point one was many of you sit, are sitting in this room with fresh wounds. And even though the the event or the evil or the insult took place years and years ago, you you're still walking around with those fresh wounds, and you haven't had a game plan. And the reality is, is Peter's giving you a game plan here. He's like, if you don't know anything else to do, like if you don't know how to forgive them, then just bless them. Yeah, because that's exactly what our Lord and Savior said. He said, you know, what good is it if you just love those who love you? What if you, you know, if you really want to make a difference, love your enemies? Yeah, <clears throat> the um. The quotes that are the the lines that I wrote down from the message that I liked were, um, you know, 
and things that you stressed specifically were want to love life, stop repaying evil with evil. And then uh, the one that I really liked was really, really liked this myself was our church church family is a training ground for facing the world. Exactly. Yeah. Learning how to navigate those difficulties and stuff like this. And then the other one that I wrote down that, that you put a lot of emphasis on and it sounded a lot like something T.D. Jakes would say was Uh-oh. <laughs> the the house of God is only full when the house of God is full of love, <laughs> <laughs> which is true, yeah, it is but, true. but it was funny. It was funny to me because when you said it, I was like, that sounds hey, like a T.D. Jakes quote. Seriously, full disclosure. Yeah. That was, that was straight up Toby Mac. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Because he well, says that, that works. in one of his songs. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's, that's really where you spent, you know, I don't know how long the message was. If it was, you know, 38 minutes, you spent 28 of it on point on one. Point one. And yeah. then point two and three. Because I said, if we don't get point one, then two and three just right. don't matter. Yeah. Um, point two, though, was out of resistance comes strength. And that was mm-hmm. verses 13 through 15. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do we want to read that? or? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it would be good to read it. You have it still pulled yeah. up? Um. Verse 13, now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. So, yeah, everything... um one of the first lines I've got there is everything that matters is hard and costly, basically. Yeah. yeah. So this kind of transitioned yeah. into a conversation about suffering and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the path of least resistance never changed anyone's mind. I think, did I say that right? Yeah, that's that, right. Okay. That's right. Because I mean, the, the point ultimately was if, if you're always taking the easy way out, nobody's impressed by that. Right. But what people are blown away by is when you do the hard things. Yeah. And you, and one, and I mean, literally, like, you know, blessing someone who has seriously injured you. Yeah. And, and instead of retaliating or walking away and ignoring and yeah. going into a bitter depression, instead you bless them and you forgive them and you love them and you, and, and, and the world looks at that and goes, wait a minute, they're confused. It's almost like they're programmed in one way. And then when they see something like that, it's like all of a sudden it glitches their program. And it's they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's different. I, I'm i not used to that. And so I think that's why Peter in that moment says, this is why you should always be prepared to give an answer for the faith that you have because you're going to be asked about it when you start living you know, in in full reverse of the way the world is flowing, you know? And right. It, that reminds me that, like, one of the most extreme versions, I think, that the world sees of that kind of, like, living in reverse, not repaying evil for evil, but repay with blessing, is those moments, and they're very few and far between when, like, a video will come out where, like, someone has lost a child to, like, murder or something, and they're in the courtroom, and like when all is said and done, like the father forgive, like walks over yeah. and forgives yeah. the yeah. the killer, mm-hmm. yeah. like stuff like that. That just like goes viral because people are like, "What in the world? Like I could never do that." Like those, to them, that's different. That right. is, there's something different there they do not have. That that's actually the kept, word that kept coming to mind for me was that's actually peculiar. Right. Peculiar. Yeah. So that's the it. the difference to the difference though, and I think where we what we're if I was going to throw out like just one warning to go along with that is that so many times in the church, we will take things like that, that are good. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but those are, uh, you know, those are, those things are worth it. We'll take those things and we'll distort them basically. Mm -hmm. And by, we would take a, a concept like that and then repeatedly fall on the sword for falling on the sword's sake. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So in other words, it's like then, but it's like if I do, it's like doing good for selfish motives. So it's if I do good for you, but I'm doing good for you because I think it gets me into heaven. Exactly. Then essentially my, uh, I'm, you know what, I, I didn't actually do good works because my, my motives were self-seeking. And so I think sometimes people will do that with, with, with what we're talking about, like turning the other cheek or mm-hmm. suffering or falling on the sword. Right. 
So it's one thing to do it, but it's another thing to do it and like your heart, you know what I mean? In other words, it's like, I know I was right, but I'm going to fall on the sword. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, if you have that thought process, it process going into it like that, you, you see what I mean? Like you missed it. Yeah. You missed it altogether. Right. You just wasted your breath. Like anyway, well, it's it's like the, that, that quote that I did from Guzik, which is basically, you know, three sakes. You do it for Jesus sake. Mm -hmm. You do it for others sake. But then lastly, you do it for your sake, you know, yeah. Um, you know, loving others and forgiving them because in the end, you know, that's freedom. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I feel like, I feel like people get that, like, it, it, it's like they'll only do it for their sake is what I'm saying. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just that's feel the like ulterior motive. Yeah. The yeah. ulterior motive is, it's like, they're not really trying to reconcile. They're not really trying to do, they're just trying to put that persona out there. Of, sure. I fell on the sword. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was the one who was willing to take it. You know, yeah, and, and I think that goes back to the old billboard on the outside versus what's on right. the right. Like in other words, yeah. that's the righteousness that they're displaying essentially in the process. It's like somebody talking about how humble they are, right? <laughs> yeah, we um, that that quote I think was in the in the third part after the third. It, am I right? Was that after the third point or was that part of the second point? Which one? The one you just gave about the three different states. Yeah, I believe it was point two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the third the third point was God wills it, and that was mm-hmm. verses seventeen and eighteen. Uh, essentially, again, c- kind of doubling down and coming back on the fact that we're called to suffer, like mm-hmm. as Christ suffered. Mm-hmm. Uh, suffering is not harmful to our spirit, only to our flesh. Something that we need to remind ourselves of, kind of thing. So yeah. that was a quote from that I got from the message. Yeah, and then you finished with the story uh, from uh, Spurgeon. I guess I don't know if it was a sermon or what. What was that from? It was. It, it was. Uh, it it was kind of like a conversation he was having, mm-hmm. but he was reading from the Fox Books of Martyrs, right there, <clears throat> and so. so and he didn't. What you read yesterday, you didn't give the name of the martyr. Yeah, oh, but I, I had a guess at who it was. I know who it is. Uh, is it Ridley? It's Nicholas Ridley. Yeah, mm. that's who that was. Who was executed with Hugh Latimer? Yeah, because Latimer burned a lot faster. Do y'all well, know he yeah. he died. Yeah, I know the story. So he 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 died quicker. Uh, and it was one of them's brother in law that was responsible for stacking the the thing where they but you know the famous quote was when they went to the thing because Ridley was the one who was more um, shaken yeah and Latimer was really calm and kind of reserved which Latimer was in like his seventies wow when he was burned at the stake mm. so when they went they uh, you know the, the famous quote was they stopped him and that's the one that you read about in a lot of the you know martyr books where Latimer said to Ridley like. Stay the course, Mr. Ridley, because yeah. tonight we light a candle in England that by God's grace will never be extinguished. Yeah. So um, have you heard about what they did when they got up on the platform, though? Um, I know a lot of got those guys. One of them was like quoting Psalm 51 word for word, but I don't know if that's what you're talking about. No. Like from the time he exited the, the, the jail cell or whatever to the – like he was quoting it out loud, word yeah, for word. It may have been one of them. I can't remember, but um, well, there, there's a few parts to that story. But my favorite part is, do you know what I'm gonna say? Go ahead, Play go the ahead. man. You no no no. Yeah, you've told me this. Go ahead. Um, about the stake. Yes. Or about Cranmer. No, the stake. So when they're when they put when they pull them up on the on the platform, they they're they're telling them before they strap them to the state to burn them, that they'll give them one more opportunity to recant. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know this. Mm. Yeah. But so, well, so they, they've been down and they start having prayer. They're at the stake and this goes on for several minutes. And then finally they're like, this, you know, this is your last opportunity. You're going to have to stand up. And so when they stand up, both of them, like, like without, you know, any, to any, anyone's knowledge, they just both did this mm. without the, knowing the other one was doing it. They both did it. But when they stood up independently from one another, they stood up, and the last thing they did was kiss the stake. Yeah. They kissed, essentially worshipped the object of their suffering. Did you know that? 
I did not. <laughs> I was that. I was watching your face <laughs> to see what kind of reaction. And then and then so then they turn around and they strap them up. Yeah. And one of them, I can't remember this part. I don't remember the details on. I know it was someone who was related to one or the other had been responsible or involved in building the stack of fire underneath that. They put a, or the stack to, for the fire, and they put a bunch of thatch under there, thinking that it would flame up and overwhelm them yeah. really quickly. And it worked for Latimer, but it didn't work for Ridley. And then he had one of the most painful executions mm-hmm. ever witnessed that Spurgeon described, right. where it burned burned his legs off essentially. Off. Yeah, and then. But they had arrested Thomas Cranmer, and Thomas Cranmer was being forced to witness the execution in 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 an effort for that he would recant when he watches the, these men be burned alive. And so, when as he's witnessing the execution, they um, he he when he when they after he sees what happened to Ridley, he lit, like he's says. Bring me whatever recantation you want. I'll sign it right now. <laughs> like, because I mean, that's just horrific yeah. to oh. witness. So they bring that. He signs it, signs the recantation, and then afterwards they say, "Who?" As it goes up the chain or whatever, that they're going to release him because he signed a recantation. They're like, "No, we want a public recantation. It's not enough." Mm. And so they just sometime later set up like a town square time where he's going to come out and publicly recant and tell everyone why he was false and why he was leading them in the wrong direction or whatever. And when he gets up in front of all the people, he gets overwhelmed with conviction and then just starts preaching the gospel. Yeah. So they they put him back in chains, and then they set up his execution, bring him out to burn him at the stake, and he requests the executioners, he's leave my right hand free so that I can stick it in the flame first so that if it burns first, maybe God would spare the rest of me. The, the hand that he signed the recantation exactly. with. Yeah. So that was, there's a yeah. lot there, but that was, I thought that was cool. But yeah. the, the, the part of that entire story, a lot of cool aspects to it, but mm-hmm. the part that always gets me is them kissing the stake. Yeah. Kissing and essentially worshiping and having affection for the object of their suffering. I wonder if, <laughs> which is the message. Yeah. Well, and I wonder the whole message. Yeah. That almost makes me wonder if the quote from Spurgeon is in that same conversation from what you quoted. Yeah. Where it's where he says, "I've learned to kiss the waves that throw me up against the rock of ages." Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. It's so, strong, man. Uh, when you when you get into that, and that was the whole point of ending with it. You know, it is gory, but. It's like when you get into that vein, yeah. it makes the things that people today think they struggle with, you know? Oh, yeah. It's just asinine. Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. When you read some reformers' stories and read about everything that they went through and just like the, think about like the constant anxiety that they lived under, yeah. you know? And I mean, and it's it's really similar to, yeah, I mean, we have people in third world countries today that live with... Um, they have much more of a concept of that than we do because they live with the, the, the idea of persecution yeah. uh, that we don't live with, or they live with the idea of uh, starvation mm. or sickness that yeah. we're like, you know, if we get a case of this or this, we run to the dock in the box and get a couple of shots. And for right. them, it might be a life and death situation, That's you right. know, that sort That's of right. thing. So, yeah. Anyway. So what about worship? Yeah, it was good. We uh we did um, who you say I am uh the who you, who the sun sets free is free indeed, and then we um we did one that we haven't done in a while. God with us, um, and that bridge of that song is probably like one of my favorite lyrical lines that um that we sing. Where there was death, you brought life. Where there was fear, you brought courage. When I was afraid, you were with me and you lifted me up. Um, and then we did. We broke out of him uh, because he lives. And then after the message, and again, one of those moments where Joey and I—I I was on vacation last week. We did not talk about at all, and he ended uh, not at all. Um, he ended. This is one of those. The Holy Spirit is just working, working things out in His own ways. Um, we ended with a song called "Christ Be Magnified," and you had ended your message with that story about the guy burning at the stake. Mm-hmm. And then we sing that bridge. And if it puts me in the fire, I'll yeah. rejoice. Cause you were there too. I know. And like when, when just seeing like after you had shared that story and seeing like the way the congregation was responding 
in mm. that bridge. And that bridge is one of like, um, it says, I won't bow to idols. Um, well, my mind just went blank, but, um, it's so good. I kind of want to read it real quick, but, um, I'll stay strong and worship you or something like that. Yeah, I won't bow to idols. I'll stay strong and worship you. And if it puts me in the fire, I'll rejoice because you are there too. I won't be formed by feelings. I'll hold fast to what is true. If the cross brings transformation, then I'll be crucified with you. And like Mm. we're seeing this right after you (laughs) shared this story. Yeah. Um, Because death is just the the doorway into resurrection life. And if I join you in your suffering, then I'll join you when you rise. Mm. And when you return in glory with all all the angels and the saints, my heart will still be singing and my song will be the same. Oh, Christ be magnified. And so seeing con- the congregation respond in worship right after that was just really encouraging. And um, Sometimes, yeah. and I encourage people when you're singing songs to think about what you're singing. Because yeah, exactly. that's so, so many times like situations like that, yeah. that you're like, you're singing, and I'm just, especially from the person on stage that's leading worship, because you can't help but think about it because you feel required to do so. Yeah. I guess is right. what I'm saying. There's an, there's an added weight there of feeling, uh, you know, that, that responsibility. And so you're, you're considering those words, but then at the same time, I can't, I'll be honest and say, there's so many times where I've led worship or saying where I'm sitting there thinking, are we thinking about what we're singing at all? Yeah. Like, are we, I remember there was one that used to get me a lot was the, that we sang a lot way back when, when I led worship, but it was the, Shane and Shane song, I want it all, but it was mm. the, the, the words were use me, break me, waste me on you, Lord, ruin mm-hmm. me, waste me mm-hmm. on you. And then the chorus was uh, to starve is to feast and less of me is more of Jesus. You know, and I was mm-hmm. like that, that anyway, and it's a similar, similar thread to that song you just quoted. Yeah. So it's like, do we, are we really thinking about that? Yeah. You know, there was that time when um, Stephen Curtis Chapman you remember the story of his his son yeah. passing mm-hmm. away? Like mm-hmm. one of yeah. his other kids, like it was an accident where they backed in and backed hit, in. or was it his daughter? It daughter, was his daughter, he daughter. His yeah, it was a son backed into his own his sibling in the driveway of their home, yep. and it killed her. Mm-hmm. And it was a complete and total freak, tragic, horrific accident is all that it was. But at the same time, he had just released like a month earlier a CD. Where he's talking about walking through, you know, crazy things in his life, mm. and one of the songs was "Bring It On," let the lightning crash, let the thunder roar. Come, yeah, you know, it's and it's hard. like sometimes you think, are we thinking about what we're singing? Uh, and I and I'm not saying, oh, yeah. I'm not saying we can avoid it, but I think because he was willing to 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 write and record a song like that yeah. m- makes him equipped to walk through something like he had to walk through. So. Right. Now, this may be a shameless plug for Project 28, but you guys know this. In Project 28, we we have a, a, a section where we're really focused on worship. Like, we talk about, you know, what do you do when you come to church and you're not feeling it? What do you do when you feel like you're just mouthing the words and that kind of thing? And I think there's, a like, to your point, Blake, I think a lot of people are singing the songs and not really thinking about what they're singing about. And yeah. one of the things that we teach in project 28 is worship mapping, where we basically take a worship song, like the group that's going through it. Now we just did how great is our God with Chris Tomlin. Yeah. And you know, and it's, and you basically just kind of write out the lyrics, you know, and stuff, you know, the splendor of the King would be one. And then you start finding scripture that, backs and supports that and then you would look at clothe and majesty um and then you would look at all the earth rejoicing you basically find the scripture that goes with that and of course we've taught them how to do verse study Mm -hmm. uh, passage study and then we tell them basically take each day and take that phrase and then do a devotion or a verse study on that one thing well we broke down how great is our God with Chris Tomlin? And it basically comes out to 15 days of straight devotions Yeah, on that. Mm. And so I, and so they, they've done that for the last 15 days, the, the women have and the men have. And I told them, so I'm kind of going on record here. I told them, I said, I'll see if I can't get Matt <laughs> we'll to see. do how great is our yeah. God, Chris Tomlin. Because here's the deal. Think about this. You're going to have 30-something people. When you sing that song, probably go crazy, yeah, because they have spent time thinking about what that they're going to be singing. Yeah, yeah that song. Mm. I I have some of the, 
the funniest but coolest moments in leading worship because that that song was like so and it and it still is you know kind of a staple but um but it especially was for a time period when I was leading worship the most right and I have a few uh a one instance in particular that was really cool when there was a power outage right in the middle of the song mm. and what happened. Anyway, I won't tell the whole story to take too long, but it was really, really cool. And then another time when we were here and we had the girl from Egypt. Oh yeah. That was here. Yeah. And she was like, they were like, we want you to sing. I think you said to her, would you sing a song? Like you asked her to sing cause uh-huh. she had a really good voice, yeah. you know? And she, would you sing something in, she Arabic Arabic yeah. yeah and she said yeah and I and so I'm, I she looks at me and says how great is our God like, like everybody in Christian music at the time knows uh-huh. that and I'm like okay yeah sure so I start playing it and she starts singing and of course everybody's like oh this is awesome and then we end the song and uh she sings the whole thing and I play it and then we end the song and uh you turned and looked at me and you said man that was awesome and and I think I said in front of everybody, I didn't even know I could play an air break. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was probably one of the best one-liners I've ever good. had. That was good. That was good. <laughs> anyway, oh, that man. was cool. That was awesome. Anyway. Well, I think that's about it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We're uh, we're going to be getting on the uh, associational train now. So yeah, we're, we're getting right. ready for tonight. So, And just a heads up, we did announce Sunday. Uh, last Sunday of this month, we are doing baptism. So if you're out okay. there and... You want to go through the process of baptism. You've been praying about it. God's been pushing you about it. Yep. Uh, just go to our website and get registered. Baptism, and then also still trunk or treat. Trunk or treat coming up. So uh, we've got a good bit of trunks. It's still not too late. If you wanted to get in and do a trunk, you absolutely could. But uh, we really, really need candy donations. So bring those uh, yeah. to help out any way that you can. And we are, are you going to reveal the results? of? Oh, yeah, the results yeah. of our poll. Should I just let it be a surprise or just tell them? No, they voted on it. So, yeah, they voted on it. Yeah, if you voted on Instagram uh, and you voted for Teen Wolf, you were in the winning Woo! camp. So I'll be coming to Let's Trunk or go. Treat. I'll be trun- coming Let's to go. Trunk or Treat. As- and you're going to be coming to Bucks versus Geezers. As well. <laughs> I'll be coming as Teen Wolf. So we'll see you guys Good there. Deal. Sandy Grevy.